when there was suddenly an enormous bellowing, which gave him such a fright that he came out too quickly, cracking himself painfully on the head. He stood upright, rubbing the place. He'd also been stung on his hand, a cluster of red bumps. The noise wasn't repeated, but he wasn't crazy enough to have imagined it. He moved cautiously round the car, and saw on the other side of a hedge a whole gang of cows or bullocks. Anyway, the sort of animal that could moo in a bellowing sort of way. So this wasn't such a forgotten corner after all. Someone must look after them. Of course, nowhere in southern England was remote, he knew that. But the abandoned car and the derelict shed beyond had given the impression that no one ever came to this little bit of the world. Perhaps they didn't. Not just here. The hedge was thick, backed up by a barbed wire fence. Still cautiously, because of course he must be trespassing, he headed for the shed. That really was in a bad condition. The corrugated iron roof, rusty and pitted with holes. The earthen floor was uneven, damp in some places, dusty in others. A trail of feathers led into one corner, where the remains of a largish bird lay ransacked. The boy came out again quickly, blinking in the sunlight. He preferred the limousine. The back of it was facing him now, the word Lincoln marked out in silver letters. So that was what it was. He'd always liked cars. Eve said all boys liked cars because they wanted to drive away and escape. Too right. Annoying that he was quoting her again. All the same... It was funny to think this Lincoln, all six doors stretched length of it, wasn't going any place soon. He kicked a black tyre as flat and wide as a puddle. Not ever. From the back it looked roadworthy. It still had number plate. And another, smaller name, Town Car. That really was funny. Bird muck on the roof, cow pats under the wheels... The name would have suited him well, though. Town boy, born and bred in a foreign world now. The countryside. Perhaps that's why he was clinging to this car. He walked round to the front, and only then noticed there was no glass in the windscreen. Heaving himself half onto the bonnet, he stared down into the dark interior. The front seats were mouldy and unwelcoming as he'd already noticed. And there was some kind of barrier, perhaps the back seat raised up, so they could only partly make up the interior, but it seemed much cleaner. He slithered down again, stood staring at the darkened windows for a moment, before realising that, as he'd opened the front door, he could most likely open the back. What a loser! He leant forward, pressed the button on the handle, and swept the door open. As if he was a doorman at a grand hotel, he thought, pleased at the image. He even gave a little bow before sticking his head in. Just as he'd hoped. Dry and relatively clean. One seat had been turned forward, making the barrier. The other, black and spongy, was just where it should be. Without hesitating, he eased himself inside and half sat, 
half lay on the cushions. Pity they weren't leather, but beggars can't be choosers. He smiled to himself. To his right were smart polished wood, bottle holders with three champagne bottles, empty, guess what? Above them dangled a row of wine glasses, quite clean. They might be useful. The boy put his feet up. A great weight of tiredness almost overwhelmed him. He longed to shut his eyes. He hadn't slept properly for weeks, months even. He let out a long breath. He'd hardly taken a relaxed one since he'd left home, or longer than that. The silence was awesome. He'd never heard silence like it. Half dreaming, he imagined he'd known about this limousine in a field all along, and had been running towards it. It had been waiting for him.